0: Welcome to NoClip, the podcast that's like a book club for people who don't think that books reward them enough for being good at them. I'm Chad Rutherman. And I'm Andy Kinnick. And today, we're going to be talking about Donkey Kong 64 in Simeon September, (laughs) uh, which, (laughs) which was developed by Rareware, published by Nintendo, and was released in 1999 on the Nintendo 64. But first, if you give us a like or a rating, it would be greatly appreciated. Uh so Donkey Kong sixty four is a collectathon three D platformer, uh, which was the genre du jour in the nineties. <laughs> yeah, uh, for for certain,
1: it was one of the three genres.
0: It was <laughs> one of the three genres that you were allowed to make in nineteen ninety nine. Uh, and what's crazy about it is that like. With only a couple of exceptions. Like we've talked about collectathons like uh Hat and Time mm-hmm. and Mario Mario Sunshine. Odyssey. Yeah. Yeah, Mario Sunshine. Uh which is even more like level based than most. Most of the ones that like people, the big ones that people remember, we actually haven't like the old ones anyway. We haven't yeah. really we talked talked too much about. Um uh, and I think that the obvious one that we were just talking about a little bit before starting recording uh, that this compares to, because it was made by literally the same company, uh, is, is Banjo-Kazooie, mm-hmm. uh, which came out w- literally a year before this, which I find to be insanity.
1: It is wild, given that they made so many games at the time. <laughs> uh, they must have had a lot more employees than I imagine.
0: <laughs> yeah. And just like had these things brewing at the same time. Yeah.
1: Like the N64, what they had, like, Conker's Bad Fur Day, uh, Banjo Kazooie, Banjo Tooie, Donkey Kong 64, Jet Force Gemini, like, <laughs> GoldenEye, Perfect Dark. Like, they made so many games.
0: Yeah. In like a five year period. Yeah. Like, it takes most developers in. 2023 five years to make it game yeah <laughs> i guess it's not necessarily true but like it's it's gotten back in the day things were a little bit easier to churn out like we got we got like the the whole uh ocarina of time majora's mask in a very short period mm-hmm. is like a thing that people talk about but like i would not have if you had paid me a billion dollars And gave me three chances. I would not have come up with one year as the as the difference between Banjo and this.
1: Yeah. There must not have been a lot of overlap in the people working on them, I guess.
0: Yeah. Or and this might play into a bit of what I my takeaway from DK sixty four a bit. Mm. That this game is just not as expansive as it seems on the surface. Mm.
1: Uh I guess it depends on what you mean by expansive.
0: <laughs> right? Yeah, because this is a game that takes a very long time to play. Yes, but I don't think that it uses that many assets to do that. Mm. I think that they were able to use their. Uh, I mean, some people might say call it use their what their resources intelligently. <laughs> uh, things get reused a lot, uh, and some other people might say made you do the same thing five times but uh before we get into that the first thing I, I feel like i do need to talk about with donkey kong 64 yes is that this game is significantly better than i thought it was going to be
1: okay i'm
0: surprised it, yeah <laughs> uh, it, it it doesn't mean that i loved the game yeah, yeah yeah but man were my expectations set very low and this game really destroyed them
1: yeah, like, this is a, a childhood favorite of mine. Um, I, I remember getting, like, the box that came with the little RAM adapter and, like, it feeling like a big deal for some reason. I don't know why. I just, like, remember getting that physical box. Mm-hmm. Um, like, a very clear memory. And, like, I know me and my sister played the crap out of this, and it was probably, like, one of my top ten favorite games until I, like, was in college <laughs> or whatever. Like, I loved this game when I was younger. Um but yeah, I, and we've done a couple of older games recently. We did Mario 64 and we played Kingdom Hearts 1. And I was like, play, I, I started playing it for this uh, episode. Uh, and I was like, oh man, Chad's going to like fucking hate this. Like I was <laughs> like, I remember thinking like a couple months ago, like, oh, he might like like some stuff about it. But mm-hmm. then when I started playing it, I'm like, oh no. <laughs> there's so much tedium
0: yeah you had mentioned to me you were like i i think it was just like when we were recording uh the episode that we just did on on monkey island uh simian september a Simeon september synergy if you will yes uh, <laughs> uh and you were like i'm really glad we're getting into october because i feel like you've just hated everything that we've been doing recently and like there's a part of me that would say that I hate playing Mario 64, but, like, mm-hmm. I don't hate Mario 64. I don't hold a grudge against it. Yeah. Uh, I think it was similarly... More, yeah,
1: I think it was more that, like, the Kingdom Hearts episodes felt like me giving you homework. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Well, you literally did because yeah. we weren't planning on doing <laughs> the first game and you wanted me to just play it again so that I had context for the second one. Yeah. Uh which is fair. But and I didn't hate playing either of those as well. It was more of a I think that our expectations of the games were so different yeah, yeah. that it just feels really vast in a way.
1: Yeah. But uh I I I think um that donkey kong 64 is like interesting to like look into on the internet though um like like you said like you your expectations were really low and it's i'm guessing it's because if you look up anything about this people are like donkey kong 64 killed 3d platformers uh (laughs) it sucks ass uh the game design is horrible (laughs) like i feel like it got mario sunshined like in a way, like I feel I like it's just one of those games that like the universe just decided is bad and people <laughs> just seem to hold that opinion whether or not they actually have played it or remember how good it was. They just are like, Yeah, that's the bad one.
0: Yeah, no, it's it is one hundred percent my expectations were set by the reputation this game has. Yeah. Like it is one of those games that people talk about like Uh, Not like Rascal, but more like Fruitcake. (laughs) Like, Donkey Kong 64 is Fruitcake in that some people like it, but most people think that it is garbage that they're given for Christmas in 1999. Uh, (laughs) And, yeah, like, I, I, I had that expectation going in. I was like, I know that people have problems with this game, but most of my interaction with Donkey Kong 64 comes from donkey kong 64 speed running Mm. i've never just like watched someone play the game i'd never played the game prior to this some people might argue because i played the game on emulator that i still haven't (laughs) played the game because n64 emulation isn't perfect particularly with this game uh Though I did play it on original hardware briefly before it just <laughs> stopped working. And I went through hell. And, but I don't know if the story is interesting enough to tell. Uh-huh. Uh, but I I purchased another N64 <laughs> and still was unable to get it to work. Uh, so that's a, we might do a brief bit in here somewhere about game preservation and why that is important. Uh-huh. But for the time being, I'll just say... This was my very first experience with, like, the intended version of of Donkey Kong 64, and the reputation is what gave me hesitance coming in, but actually playing it and, like, being a fan of Banjo-Kazooie, like, I do really like that game and played a lot of it when I was a kid, Rare is very good at what they know how to do, Mm -hmm. and both games are great exhibits of that. I think that there are elements of it that we'll talk about that made me not fully enjoy my experience, but at its core, Dark Kong sixty four is just a good platformer.
1: Yeah, like it's like a lot of like my favorite things about this game is like I, just, I feel like it really like held a place in my mind as like the best looking game I'd ever played when it came out. Like I really think that like the polygon count on like like the character models and everything just feels so much higher, especially compared to like Mario sixty-four. Um, yeah. Uh, it, it just like it really feels like they're getting everything out of the console in this game.
0: They packed so many polygons into the <laughs> expansion pack they couldn't even <laughs> include the C in the in the word.
1: Yeah, you got you got like five playable characters, you've got like a bun like actually like a surprising amount of enemy variety. Uh, like, they yeah. keep introducing new ones the further into the game you go. Like, there's just so much in it that it's, like, really impressive. Uh, and I think that's what made it seem, like, so great at the time. It's just, like, I think I talked about this on the Twilight Princess episode. But, like, uh, this game before Twilight Princess was, like, really wowed me with its scope. It was, like, this big epic adventure. Like, I just didn't know that I had always wanted. And it just, like, felt like such a big deal. Um, so yeah, it really felt like Rare, like, set out to do that, to really do, like, an N64 swan song, mm-hmm. basically, and, like, that is Donkey Kong 64, for better and for worse.
0: Yeah, like, because, I, I don't know, I don't have a list of Rare's games pulled up right now, but, like, this is one of those, like, end-of-an-era kind of games, uh, because we are going into, the GameCube came out, was it in 2000, or was it was in 2001?
1: I, I want to say 2001.
0: Yeah, 2001 is what, because I know it was out by 2001 for sure. Uh, But yeah, so it was very close to that, uh, to to hitting that point. The PlayStation 2 would be out shortly, which completely turned the entire industry on its head. Like, Dark Kong 64 was probably a lot of people's last game on the N64 before moving on Mm -hmm. to something else. Notably not mine. Don't know how (laughs) I avoided that, but I also didn't play mario 64 as a kid so like who fucking knows what was going on in my head (laughs) yeah uh i was playing fucking fighting force on the playstation one
1: is your brother a nintendo fan
0: not really he just got a switch last year actually that's probably what it is yeah yeah, my brother, for context, is several years older than I am. So a lot of the game purchasing decisions were in his hands because he had a job and I was <laughs> 11. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh,. So yeah, he he made a lot of decisions. Like we had like Mario Kart and stuff, but uh, as far as like the big N sixty four games, like when I think of like classic great N sixty four games, I uh, am thinking of Banjo Kazooie, but I'm also thinking of like Pilot Wing sixty four. Yeah, which like returning to that game is a complete fucking nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I I was I was surprised playing it for. Several reasons. And, yeah, like, the... I think... <laughs> I don't know how, like, how I want to structure the conversation, but I think the important thing to get out of the way... Because I do want to be as positive as I can be with a lot of this stuff. Uh-huh. But... We've talked... There is an expression in the English language when somebody really sabotages themselves. They, they say they shot themselves in the foot. Uh-huh. Like, oh, you you were playing with fire, and you've gone too far, and now your shit's fucked, uh-huh. and you, you can't walk. Yeah, when he shoots you, it's gonna hurt. And when he, oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and they shot with, a, with the coconut gun. I think that Rare shot themselves just right in the head and (laughs) sabotaged what could have been an extremely great game into a good a good okay game and Uh. I, i think it really is just the way and it's not mechanical right like everything plays super smoothly and well but the way that they handle the five character thing makes the game such a tedious pile of garbage <laughs> <laughs> in between me being like i'm having a great time and that it's like walk back to the tag barrel because here's some floating red bananas that you can't pick up uh yeah and, and that was like my main pain point through the entire thing
1: yeah like, i remember at the time the tag barrel felt like really cool and novel mm-hmm. but yeah like when you go back to it now it, it, like, I don't know if you if you got to Frantic Factory. Uh, I did, yeah. Okay, yeah. That level seems, like, designed to annoy you. Like, you go around a corner, and there's, like, three coins for, like, you're following the trail of red bananas, and it's, like, three green coins, and you're like, fuck, Tagorel's right there. I guess I'll go back and get Chunky Kong. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Just get them now, because I'll forget. Yep. Uh, there were like... so
0: many times when I like <laughs> there's a teleport that goes from the tag barrel up to the top of the factory yeah, yeah, yeah. and I went back and forth on that like 50 times because like I was actually lost and yeah the, the reason was bad but yeah it was it was that level was very I,
1: I, I think that that level is designed to make you get lost um Fair. more so than the others um but uh yeah yeah but One of the, like, criticisms I've heard about the game that I think I really agreed with, that, like, if you were to, like, do a remake of it, or if you were doing it as, like, a design challenge, like, how would I fix Donkey Kong 64? It's, like, just let you switch Kongs with the D-pad to just, like, cycle through them. Like, that would solve, like, 50% (laughs) of the game's problems right there. Uh, Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Like, yeah, if you wanted to just, like, make one change, that would be it. Like, that would be the thing to do. Because I, I think the biggest problem is, is just, like, it, it's the design with that in mind. Like, because what you would ideally want is for the tag barrel to still be there to present a limitation. Like, you have to make a decision mm-hmm. as to what Kong you're going to play as. Which is going to be a weird sentence that I say a bunch of times in this episode. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But... It, because the way that the levels are laid out, it just ends up being going through the same things, and because the enemies respawn, this you just really, do the exact same thing really quick. five times. Yeah, yeah, super fast. <laughs>
1: uh, there's a there's a level called Crystal Caves, like later in the game. And I did not this, get to Crystal Caves. Yeah, there's this enemy that's like up at the like highest point. It's, like, one of those guys with the big clubs. I don't know if you ever saw one of those guys. Uh, They're also from
0: DKC as well.
1: Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, and he just, like, smashes the ground and makes, like, stalactites fall. And that just happens throughout the whole level. But you can make it up to him and kill him. But then he just respawns in, like, (laughs) like two minutes. So it's not even worth it.
0: Even even Dark Souls. (laughs) Actually, that's not true. The, uh or I don't remember. The fucking big ball in Sen's Fortress. Is that there's no way to stop that from happening? You,
1: no, you can turn the thing right to make it like stop shooting at you and it will if you kill all the enemies near it, it won't move. But if you leave and come back, it you have to deal with it again.
0: Yeah. Okay, all right. So, Donkey Kong 64 actually just as good as Dark Souls. <laughs> it's with that in mind, we figured it out.
1: Yeah. Uh yeah, but uh, I guess, do you want to talk about the Kongs? Um, oh, yeah. Because, like, I, as I said, it's a big childhood favorite, and I I just, I just really like the characters. Like, I feel like they pack in so much personality. Uh, like, they have a lot of, like, unique animations. Um, especially, like, even, like, in the tag barrel, they all have unique animations, and, like, they all have unique idol animations, and, like, they'll, like lanky kong will like pull out the orange bombs and juggle them and like you know like they'll make use of the items and the animations and stuff and i just think it's all really impressive um but yeah i i it's interesting they introduced three new kongs instead of using dixie or kitty uh right. in the case of kitty i think that's a great decision um <laughs> and uh but uh, yeah dixie i my speculation was always that like the way, like, she flies with her ponytail might have been, like, looked weird in 3D. So they were like, ah, oh, I should just make a new character.
0: Right, who has pigtails, <laughs> yeah, which looks just... way more normal yeah. in 3D. <laughs> <laughs> which will be like, that...
1: her younger sister, I think, is what Tiny is supposed to be.
0: Yeah, like, it, that is, I, I was curious about that, because, like, in addition to, uh, like, Donkey and Diddy, mm-hmm. they also bring back Cranky and uh, Funky and candy yep yep those are i think that's all of them oh the dead kong also oh wrinkly kong wrinkly kong i don't remember who i, I know that in like <laughs> video game parlance there is like donkey kong is donkey kong jr and then like cranky kong is donkey kong in donkey kong the game uh-huh and then like he grew up and became Cranky Kong, and then Donkey Kong is right. Yeah. but I don't remember Wrinkly Kong <laughs> at all. And it showed up and was like, "Hey, it's me, Wrinkly Kong. I'm a ghost now." I was like, like really <laughs> digging like through my memory as to who that was. But yeah, they brought like every feasible Donkey Kong character back, except for. Dixie. <laughs> uh, dixie and kitty for some reason like i it's really weird because like those are original rare characters also mm-hmm. uh the fact that they replaced them with presumably with uh chunky kong and tiny kong yeah would fill the same roles
1: yeah pr- i know like explicitly in the manual it's it like tiny's little bio mentions that she's related to dixie Okay. Um, But I want to say that it's the same thing with Chunky. It's like he's supposed to be like Kitty Kong's older brother or something.
0: Uh, Okay.
1: Uh, But I might be making that one up.
0: (laughs) Well, it's no clip canon now, and that's the real (laughs) shit.
1: So, yeah, they do just seem like kind of like revisions on those designs, almost. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, which Dixie didn't really need, but Kitty obviously did. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe I've been quoted as saying that Kitty Kong is an abomination, <laughs> uh, which might be going a little harsh, but he sucks on his own toes in the middle of, of levels, <laughs> so uh, he can fuck right off. Uh-huh. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, uh, yeah, no, it's it, but it is good. Like I loved that. Uh, When you're in the tag barrel, everyone is like, pick me. Mm -hmm. I'm the Kong for the job. And then uh, Chunky is like, yeah, me. But then when you actually hover over him, he's like, no, don't pick me. He
1: specifically tells you to pick Tiny instead. Yeah. (laughs) Pick
0: pick Tiny. It's extremely good. Uh, I like that they speak in like a mixture of English and also... Just grunting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's a great choice uh, because you've got like the classic version that's used in all kinds of video games and notably in Banjo Kazooie mm-hmm. is that they just say cheaperish. Yeah. And in this game, they're like, hmm, what if sometimes Donkey Kong is like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Yeah. <laughs> Oh banana! That's not him saying that. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But it it really just my whole life is better yeah. because of those voice lines. L- okay. So <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> it's just every time you save. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's so good! I get to sit on that menu and mash the save button for like an hour and, and get a lot of enjoyment out of it. Uh. But mechanically speaking, mm-hmm. I think the question, the million dollar question on everybody's tongue
1: uh-huh. is,
0: who's your favorite Kong? Uh,
1: I want to say Lanky Kong is my favorite. Yeah. Um, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> but I also can't. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. want to say it. Yeah. I, I, I always liked, Um. he plays the trombone. I Which like is dope. Yeah, I like the grape shooter gun. It's, like, the most unique, or well, not even necessarily, but it stands out in my head. Um, mm-hmm. And I think, like, the long arms, like, have some of the most utility in, like, the handstand. And I don't know. Lanky just feels the best, I think. Like, those little combat challenges, the little, like, ports with Carol's face on them. Like, yeah. I always take Lanky to those because I feel like just spinning around. He's got the biggest reach.
0: The very first one of those I did took me, like, probably nine tries (laughs) because I was playing as Donkey Kong and would continually just roll off the ledge. Like, I would just careen into oblivion over and over again.
1: Yeah, very easy to do that.
0: Yeah, Lanky is just king of that challenge (laughs) because he does not roll off ledges as Uh, often.
1: uh, I'd say Tiny and Diddy are a close, like, runners-up.
0: Yeah, I think I would say Tiny is my favorite. Generally speaking, uh, she plays saxophone, which is almost as cool as a trombone. Yeah. Uh, and uh, but uh, I think what holds her back she for me because like to me, <laughs> she can fly. That's a big one. What holds her back though for me is that like while I think that her move set is like the most cool and and unique, like the fact that she shrinks mm-hmm. and can like and that's like a whole puzzle element where you can do stuff while small. Uh, cross-reference us talking about snowboard kids, too, that we just like when people shrink down. I thought you were going to say
1: Minish Cap.
0: (laughs) Also the Minish Cap. Also, Honey, We Shrunk the Kids. Yeah, all classics. (laughs) These are all classics.
1: Yes, we know this. We hold these truths to be (laughs) self-evident.
0: But the thing that holds Tiny back for me is that they often will just use her uh, small ability to then put you into a minigame yeah like it doesn't it doesn't feel like it's implemented well into the levels it'll be like there's a hole and then you go into the hole and it's like there's a barrel bonus time <laughs> uh and oh man my welcome fucking to bonus stage yeah my heart dropped every time i heard welcome to bonus stage because not a single one of those were any fun <laughs> at all <laughs> yeah,
1: some of them are easy but most of them just <laughs> suck
0: yeah fucking the sneak king bonus I'm sorry sneak kong
1: oh the one with the mazes yeah, yeah.
0: that is a nightmare to me uh,
1: see, I think those are like one of the easier ones <laughs>
0: I don't know why I'm bad at them. Yeah, I'm going to blame the emulator.
1: Sure, sure. It man. was
0: the emulator's fault, for sure. <laughs> I don't know what it did, yeah. but it was fucking me up.
1: Yeah, from my perspective, it, like it, at least it's just you're moving a character around. And you're right. not doing some bullshit. Like shooting <laughs> a gun, or swimming, or being a c- crocodile. <laughs> like, trying to make beavers fall in a hole, or some bullshit.
0: Yeah, No, I went into, and I don't, this wasn't a bonus stage one, I don't think, this is just like a banana barrel Mm -hmm. that takes you to the slide thing, Uh, and like, I had Vietnam flashbacks, (laughs) and I just left, (laughs) I was like, no, you aren't gonna make me do a slide (laughs) after I did the N64, Uh, Mario 64 slides.
1: Did you race the Beetle? in the angry Aztec level uh I I wrote it I I tried it twice yeah I made a note uh in my in my notes app today because I re-listened to the Mario 64 episode (laughs) and there's a part where I'm like oh man you got to try the (laughs) the level the slide levels in Donkey Kong 64 and see how they compare so if you can splice in that clip You need to try the the slide levels in Donkey Kong 64 and tell me
0: if you think they're harder, because I'd be very curious. If I can go my entire life without (laughs) ever playing Donkey Kong 64, I'll be a happy person. All right.
1: (laughs) Somewhere where (laughs) it's appropriate, yeah. Yeah,
0: Yeah, and I can compare. I will say the Mario 64 slide levels are, in fact, slightly better. Mm. They did not make me want to... Stop playing as much as the Donkey Kong 64 ones did. Mm-hmm. But fortunately, in Donkey Kong 64, you don't have to do it because it's just for a banana that you can just skip. Yeah. Well, uh, presumably, <laughs> I don't know how many you have to get to beat the game. It's probably more than I would like it to be. I don't remember.
1: Uh, I know. I think there's 201 bananas overall. She's. Uh, I ended with like 55 yeah. or something. I. I don't think you even need 100 to beat the game. Uh, like it might be 100 is what you need.
0: That I might, or sense. I might be wrong. Yeah.
1: I don't. I I do not remember.
0: <laughs> I know. I finished up through the fourth stage according to the IGN walkthrough of the game. It's
1: a gloomy galleon.
0: Uh, gloomy galleon. Yeah, yeah, which is like
1: probably my least favorite level.
0: Yeah, it was. It was rough. That one is the one that made me like. <laughs> well, I mean, it's the it literally is the one that I put the game down while I was playing, mm-hmm. but that was more time yeah, than anything yeah. else. But it was the one where, like, I walked in and, like, the level literally starts with, like, a trail of bananas of different colors going in a bunch of different directions. And then when you follow them to the end, they're all, like, connected to other things. Mm-hmm. Like, I hit a button and it, like, activated a thing that moved... Uh, a grate on a boat and I was just like, Oh my (laughs) fucking God. Uh, But we'll get back to that. We're going to talk about levels and stuff. Uh, But yeah, I I played through that much of it and I knew that there were several levels left, but not like an enormous amount. I Mm -mm. think there's like nine and I I did four.
1: After that, it's um, fungi forest, crystal caves, creepy castle and hideout helm.
0: Very mad that I did not get to Creepy Castle.
1: Yeah, Creepy Castle might be the best level, too.
0: I have seen it played yeah. now, for what it's worth. Uh, and it is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's why I think that Tiny could be my favorite, but doesn't quite make it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think Diddy is my favorite because he moves fast, or at least gives the impression of moving fast. Now, you
1: know, Diddy feels good to control. Yeah. Um, yeah yeah. i i I like donkey kong uh i like the his role move like it feels good to just like uh move around as him but like he does have that like i i know i have this uh like main character syndrome (laughs) whereas like i don't want to use donkey kong because that seems boring
0: (laughs) right Kind of like when we did Diddy Kong Racing yeah. for April, and neither of us played as the one Simeon character yeah. in the game. Yeah, really like... You can't do Diddy Kong and Diddy Kong Racing. Yeah, you Fuck pick, off.
1: You can't pick Mario and Mario Kart. Like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think Chunky ends up being my least favorite, personally.
0: Yeah, I like Chunky, but... Mostly because he doesn't want you to pick him. <laughs> you know, I, I, find... <laughs> I like the personality. Because <laughs> I didn't want to pick him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> his, his abilities are just, like, too straightforward. And also confusing to some degree. Like, what can you punch down versus what is made for somebody else to do? Yeah. Why can Diddy smash through yeah. some stuff? Yeah, with the chimpy charge versus the punch. Like, it's very... Uh, they they could have done a better job of differentiating those things or letting both work would yeah. be the actual ideal answer, but uh yeah. So it was it was a little bit that's that's not Chunky's fault though.
1: That's yeah that's unrare. Yeah. We can blame them. I, yeah, Donkey Kong and Chunky Kong almost feel a little redundant. Like they, they both mm-hmm. seem like they're kinda like supposed to be like the tough Kong.
0: Yeah. But then the strong move about how strong he is, Donkey Kong gets, is to pull levers. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: <laughs> Which just doesn't make much sense to me. Uh, I do like that Donkey Kong can pick up just regular yellow bananas, though. Mm-hmm. I ain't yeah. no fucking purple bananas, <laughs> y'all. That's not for me.
1: Well, I guess uh, I, one of the big things about the game is just the collectibles. Uh, yeah. Uh, This was in the Guinness Book of World Records and might still be for most collectibles (laughs) in a single game. I think there's, like, over 3,000 collectible (laughs) things to get. Uh, Because, like, each Kong has 100 bananas in each level. Um, And you collect 75, you get a golden banana medal, which is a separate thing. And you use those to fucking unlock the ability to get the rareware coin, which you need to open up the... secret room in the last level to get the final key to unlock Lumsy to do the final boss uh hmm. there's yeah there's a key in each level so that's like nine keys uh you've got <laughs> blueprints you got one blueprint in every level for every kong you've got uh five golden bananas each for each character right. there's two banana fairies in each level Uh, there's, I don't know if there's a set number of coins, but there's a bunch of coins in each level.
0: There are a bunch of coins Uh, and rainbow coins. Yeah. That that gives
1: five to every Kong, I think.
0: Yeah. Something like that.
1: Um, I I feel like I'm probably forgetting something. That's most of it.
0: And also scattered throughout the level, you'll find like pickups for ammo, Mm -hmm. the headphones that recharge your musical instrument abilities, uh, orange grenades, uh, just all kinds of
1: stuff. Yeah, and on top of that, yeah, you've got an instrument to get with each Kong, you've got a gun, and you've got a bunch of abilities that you get from Cranky. Um, yeah. So, like, at the beginning of the game, uh, like, if you go into, like, the... into Angry Aztec, you unlock tiny and lanky in that level so it's so Hmm. much of like okay now i need to like get enough coins so i can go buy their instrument and then i have to find enough coins to go get their moves and like their gun and like you have to like put everything on pause to make sure you have all their shit so that (laughs) that you can like go into the temples and like do their challenges and get their golden bananas you have to like right
0: (laughs) which as you can probably predict is Uh, One thing that I might describe as horseshit garbage, (laughs) Uh, because I did not like the fact, the worst thing to me was when I got Chunky Kong and then unlocked a new ability and had to go in individually with every character to buy the new ability. Uh, with everyone, and then do that with the weapons, or... Yeah, no, you only have to go into the weapon shop one more time, I think, to unlock the ammo upgrade.
1: Yeah, the, the, they were smart with the, (laughs) the, the guns and the instruments. You only need to go in with one Kong to get the upgrade for all of them. Yeah.
0: But yeah, did not like the fact that you had to talk to Cranky a million times. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh... And you just had to go in and check with him to see if there was something new, because he'd be like, check with me in the next level. And then you do, and he's like, fuck off. I don't have anything yet. <laughs> yep. You got to get some number of golden bananas first. Uh, but yeah, there's like a billion collectibles. But the thing that impresses me about it, because like the thing that I don't like about the game is the way they designed the levels mostly, mm-hmm. but... Also, I'm impressed with, like, the aesthetics of the levels because it you don't walk in and, like, opening, like, a 12-year-old's toy cupboard <laughs> have, like, shit just avalanche on top of you. Like, it looks clean. You have to actually find the collectibles, mm-hmm. uh, which is weird. Like, with how many there are, I'm surprised that they found as many places as they did to hide them away.
1: Yeah, and I I think, like, the way they accomplish that is just, I think, to the detriment of the level design um, Mm -hmm. is that everything
0: feels really segmented. Yeah, you end up with, like, you have to take a barrel to this place to get a golden banana, or you have to go under the water here, and next to some seaweed, we put some coins. You gotta hit Uh, the
1: button with the peanut on it to open it up (laughs) so you can go in there with Diddy Kong.
0: Yep. Another thing that if you were redesigning DK64, just make all of those buttons activate with whoever, Mm -hmm. like, boy, oh boy, you got to go switch to him.
1: Yeah, yeah, like a more like, yeah, open approach where you could use any Kong to do anything, Uh, like there are multiple ways to get most of the bananas, or you could Mm -hmm. do like a challenge run where you try to use like just one Kong or stuff like that. That's like a way more modern approach
0: yeah and like when they do things like in the boss fights they make you go in with a specific kong 100 percent fine like Mm -hmm. that's the kind of thing that makes perfect sense and like certain areas sure limit it to a single kong but like put a barrier there and say like only donkey goes through here whereas like in several other locations it'll be like you have to like use the peanut switch to open a door to get to a thing that only chunky can do Mm -hmm. and it's like but why? why not just make it the pineapple switch then? Like, Yeah. It, yeah. But, you know, collectibles, though, <laughs> a lot of them. That, ha- that cannot be, it, it just can't be the Guinness record holder. Or maybe it is the Guinness one because nobody's, like, gone right. and verified a new one. But, like, there must be a game with more than 3K collectibles at this point. Probably. Shit is nuts these
1: days. <laughs> It's peanuts. It's walnuts, peanuts, peanuts, <laughs> coconut <laughs> Pineapple shells, smells, grape <laughs> yeah. smells. oranges, and coconut <laughs> shells.
0: That's what I always say. Yeah.
1: Uh, uh, but I guess we could get more into talking about those segmented levels.
0: Donkey Kong. After, after the, the break. break. We should just record the whole podcast and then sync. <laughs> on the after the break because we're always so good at that we've never screwed it up one and we're back uh so before the break we said that we might talk about i'm breaking my rule i haven't broken that rule in so long of saying before the break when, to everyone who's listening, it's like eight seconds ago. But, like, before the break, we said that we were talking about the the those segmented levels. Uh-huh. Uh, and, obviously, I'm only going to have a lot to say about four of them. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, but I think where we should start, just to, like, really ease every, everyone into it, into the level discussion, is on this game's overworld uh and uh, since we have the world's leading expert on hub worlds (laughs) here uh how do you feel about was this a formative hub world for you or or did you have uh other thoughts uh i mean i I guess it would qualify as that Uh, um
1: uh i i feel like it, it does have a lot of the things that like peach's castle has going for it like it is its own level each kong has five bananas in the hub world yeah uh which is cool but i i feel like if it's a little too big or like a little too spread out the that it i don't know it it doesn't have quite the same feel to it
0: yeah Uh, that's my biggest complaint as well is that it's just it's a bit too big and ign.com seven out of ten too much water like (laughs) The swimming in this game is much better than I would have expected it to be. Uh huh. But there's too much of it by a long shot. There's like a lot of swimming in this game. Uh, and the hub world is like, there's so much water. And like, it's just trying to go places. Like, eventually you unlock all of the, uh, like transport pads. I'm sorry, the banana port pads. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and can just like quickly go from place to place when you need to. Uh, but like when you first get out there and they're like, go over to that island. And I was like, you want me to just like swim over to that fucking island? And they're like, yeah, do it. <laughs> How about this other island with a big cool head on it? You want to go explore that? Hold up for a while. Because <laughs> there's nothing in the water and nothing mm-hmm. exciting happening. You're just swimming along. Uh, and and that kind of bummed me out about it, but otherwise I love that there are things to get in it. That is like the big thing. Like the biggest problem I have with the modern version of hub worlds is that they very often are just puffed up level select screens. Mm -hmm. But the fact that a hub world like in Mario 64 and this game actually has shit to go find makes immediately elevates it to the next level. Mm-hmm. I think I, that I did like about it. So I'm very yeah. lukewarm on it.
1: Yeah, I always really like that there is, like, the, like, light and dark side of it. Like, yeah. you got Kong Island and then the K. Rule ship. Uh, and it's, like, always rains over there. And, um, yeah, I, don't, I just think that, like, adds something. You can go over there from the beginning of the
0: game, which is, I think it's, like, a cool addition I don't know if this is the appropriate time to bring it up, but you reminded me of it. Every time that you beat a boss, <laughs> there's a cutscene with K. Rule talking to the Kremlings. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he'll be like, oh, we're we going to check in to see how those Kongs are doing. And like it. Pl- it, it looks like he's just looking into a glass box. But I assume it's supposed to be, like, a monitor or a television or something. I think so, yeah. And then, like, an abstract representation of uh, what maybe kind of what you did shows up. Like, it'll be, like, Diddy Kong and two Kremlings come and attack him, and then he, like, uses the jetpack to boost around. It's like, Diddy Kong's not doing that right now because he's (laughs) with me. (laughs) And it always what, confused me as to, like, what the context any of that was happening in. Uh, yeah, I,
1: I think it's just, like, things happening off screen, uh, like, from you.
0: Right. <laughs> like always when they're in just the in a nondescript barrel, you know? square, having, <laughs> like, having a combat encounter with some crocodiles. Yeah, I think it was just the best they could
1: do at the time. Mm. <laughs> uh, but actually, later in the game, you you can, you make it to that room. Uh-huh. At the end of a uh, hideout helm, and I always thought that was really cool. Um, I I don't know if there's like a word to describe that, but like showing up at a place that you saw like in a cutscene for like so much of the game, like it it, it feels almost like surreal.
0: Oh yeah, yeah <laughs> to like yeah.
1: walk into that room and be like, oh shit, I'm here. <laughs> here's rule's throne.
0: Uh-huh. Here's that box he was watching. Yeah. God. Here's that the the TV. <laughs> the- yeah. <laughs> No, uh, yeah, that is cool. I do like when when you get to do that, and especially in 1999, like that's kind of a novelty. Like you don't really mm-hmm. see that very often, which is cool.
1: Yeah, and this game is very long and very difficult, so I I didn't ever make it there till I was like in junior high. <laughs> like I, it's when I first ever beat this game. So
0: it was a very. Were you playing on the same save file, or did you like start oh, again? God.
1: I don't remember. I probably started a new game.
0: Okay, because that honestly, that would be the like. I think I I I hope that he talked about this on the podcast, and I'm not like outing him. <laughs> uh, but I, I remember JJ talking about him playing Metroid Fusion uh, mm-hmm. and not being able to beat Nightmare in for like three years or something and like he never started the game over and played up to that and couldn't beat it he just like continuously intermittently over three years kept trying to beat that one boss and then like finally did one time Mm -hmm. and man if you like had a game save on Donkey Kong 64 (laughs) all the way from childhood through junior high also known as childhood but slightly older uh just several years <laughs> yeah that would be pretty that would be an incredible odyssey yeah uh but let's take an incredible odyssey <laughs> to the first level jungle japes mm-hmm. uh this is the level you expected in donkey kong 64. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, I, it's hard to really know what to say about it. Uh, it, it is m- probably the smallest level in the game by, like, a pretty big margin. Like, I even think, like, the second level feels like it's twice as big, at least.
0: Yeah. Only because the in Jungle Jabes, there's one tunnel that connects to a big area with nothing in it, and mm-hmm. in... uh that of uh, Aztec meltdown, what is it called? Angry Aztec. An angry Aztec. Uh, you go through a big tunnel and it connects to, like, a whole other big area with a bunch of stuff in it. Mm-hmm. So it is kind of, like, twice the level that Jungle Japes is.
1: Yeah, yeah. So you, you'll go through the level and you'll just have Donkey Kong and Diddy Kong and you had to, like, come back to it later with the other Kongs to get their bananas and I was wonder if you had thoughts on that.
0: Yeah, so uh, I remember talking to you because of the whole N64 issue I was having, mm. uh, and, and I had to go back through the parts of the game that I had already played again, and then because you do keep coming back to Jungle Japes, uh, I had to play through that level many, many times with many different characters, and I was... Uh, and the thing that tipped me off was you said... The fourth level is a water level, and it's kind of a slog to get through. And I said, "That's the third level," because I had uh, gone back to Jungle Japes with two of the other characters to get enough fucking bananas to uh, unlock the water level before I was. I actually found where Frantic Factory was. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I put I played a lot of Jungle James because that was the first <laughs> level and the one that I knew how to get stuff in. Yeah. uh and uh yeah, it. I don't know. I don't dislike it as a concept. I think once again it, it could have been executed better because because of the tag barrel issue, the fact that you <laughs> yeah. have to keep checking things, but like. It it was honestly kind of cool to come back to that level with other characters and see the things that weren't as obvious that you couldn't mm-hmm. get through before. Like, you see a big pineapple switch, you're like, oh, I gotta find who shoots the pineapples and then bring them here. But, like, going in and seeing, like, uh, like the slopes that Lanky Kong can climb up to get to that area, I, I mm-hmm. actually did like that, even though yeah, it yeah. kept forcing me back to the level, it was still like... I-, I liked how they hid some of the stuff, how they gated it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I-, I think that specifically is really satisfying is like getting tiny and lanky and going back and doing it. But like you either have to wait till you get chunky as well, or just have to do it twice. Uh, like, I I don't like how it's staggered. Like, and then you'll have to go back to angry Aztec with chunky. Like you have mm-hmm. to make too many separate trips. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's the part that's annoying. And I- you bring up that you went to Gloomy Galleon first. Like, I really like the idea of opening two levels at once, but I think mm-hmm. they did it in the worst spot they could have picked. <laughs> because, yeah, you could, like, you didn't even have Chunky yet. Right. <laughs> so, like, you, and you're going into that level, uh, which I think also feels like a step up in difficulty as well. I would agree. Uh, so it's it's weird to, like, make that one available. <laughs>
0: yeah Uh, because the the game has so many requirements for completion like it's not like you can sequence break and skip frantic factory like you Mm -hmm. have to go back to get stuff in it in order to continue to progress through the game Yeah, to get all the characters (laughs) Uh, right (laughs) chunky is literally not available to you if you skip that level so like it, I don't know, it is a weird that they chose to do it. But it, it's like, that's the macro version of the micro problem that I have with the whole game, where it's like, you just keep having to go back through stuff. Like, the the fact that you need to go back with all of the different Kongs to each level to get their bananas and their coins and shit, and their banana medals, uh, mm-hmm. is... The same to me as being, like, in this zone, you have to go through here with Tiny and then come back and change and then go through as Donkey Kong, et cetera, et cetera. So, like, mm-hmm. I do like the idea of going back like it's a Metroidvania, but I think there's just <laughs> it's just so staggered. I-, I think the levels are actually less egregious than the challenges in each discrete stage.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think I'd largely agree. I just I just feel like in like the, the second half of the game, the levels just feel so much smoother because you don't have to worry about it. Yeah, like you just have everybody from the start.
0: <laughs> Which and, I think know, is I... also why Gloomy Galleon feels like a step up in difficulty because you're they and, and they don't they don't pull punches. They immediately are just like this is a challenge that you need to use multiple Kongs to get through. Like you can't mm-hmm. just. There's not, like, a, I'll go through and do the Diddy once. Like, you can, you have to, like, use Diddy to unlock a wall to go through to do something mm. as tiny or whatever. Like, it's, it, it is, like, almost immediate with that.
1: IDK. Yeah. <laughs> I, Donkey Kong. I, um... <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yeah, and, like, Gloomy Galleon specifically, to keep shitting on it... Um, <laughs> it it, it feels... Like, I said, like, the levels feel segmented um, in the on the first half. And, like, that's the one where it's, like, the most segmented. Or it's, like, the most, like... It leans into that the most. Because, yeah. like, it's literally a hallway <laughs> with branches off of it that lead to, like, big rooms like it it, it's very like literally segmented in a way that like just isn't as much fun to play through
0: yeah also there's lots of water and you just swim through it
1: (laughs) (laughs) which can seem kind of mysterious and cool at times but uh the 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 mysteries of the depths are not enough to carry uh, yeah level
0: (laughs) I mean, also C, E.G., Rusty Bucket Bay. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot. The water levels are maligned by game players of right. this era for a reason. <laughs> there's just like it, they've been hard to do well, and you might argue are still pretty tough to get right uh, yeah. in the modern era. So, yeah. It was certainly not my favorite stage, for sure.
1: Mhm.
0: Uh,
1: but yeah, I guess Angry Aztec is it, a level I like a lot, but I don't I don't know why I feel like it doesn't stand out like among the crowd for me.
0: That's fair, it's, I think.
1: It's one of the better ones. It's probably like the like the middle of the pack.
0: Yeah, you know, nothing I, I egregiously the- bad except for racing the beetle. <laughs> right uh and nothing like really stand out i i like i was confused by mm-hmm. the fact that there's a llama in it oh yeah and then you stomp on the llama and he spits and turns the water into the lava into lava water, into water yeah. why wasn't that a camel
1: uh <laughs> I I don't know. They they even they treat it like it's a character you should know. Right,
0: but it certainly is not, or at least not for me.
1: Yeah, I, do, I have no idea what the story is. With uh, that.
0: Fucking Oh, this another. you can answer this question for me.
1: Uh oh, I guess camels are native to Africa, right? And Aztec would be South America.
0: Oh, you know, that's a good point so there would be llamas. Rare just might be better at geography than I am. <laughs> I was like desert level animal that you hit to produce water. Mm-hmm. Why is this not a camel? But you you, I, you may be correct. In llamas are indigenous yeah, mid- to middle America, I yeah, guess. Yeah, central it's, America. Yeah. Something like that. Anyway. Damn. I can't believe we <laughs> solved it. Somebody called the mystery of the
1: Aztecs. (laughs) We solved it.
0: Uh, In Jungle Japes, Mm -hmm. there's a zone that's just raining and there are huts. And Cranky's is there. And also you can become Rambi there. Yes. One. Does that ever happen again? Because I never found another animal transformation. Uh-huh. And two, what do I do with him? Because <laughs> <I, laughs> anywhere I went, it would just force me out of the transformation. Like, I wasn't sure what he was for.
1: Uh, so it does happen again. You can turn into On Guard in, the, in Gloomy Galleon. Okay. All um, right, right. Uh, but that's the only other time. <laughs> I don't think Rambi ever comes back, unless I'm forgetting something. Um but yeah, you use it to smash those little huts around Cranky's whatever shop, uh, and it, there's buttons underneath all of them for all the kongs. And then you take him down the hallway and to the left, I think. There's like a like a big like wall with his face. Yeah, on there's a Rambi wall that I did. find. Can, yeah, and you sma- you can smash that, and there's like a, a something in there like a barrel or something for a Kong to do.
0: Yeah. I think there's a banana
1: fairy as well. Yeah. And I think that's it.
0: Okay. (laughs) I just remember being like, oh yes, a whole other thing I can do so that Mm -hmm. I can get all these fucking bananas. I need to go to the next level. (laughs) Uh, And then I didn't, I didn't smash the huts. I didn't even think to smash the huts if I'm being honest. Oh yeah. Yep. Uh,
1: No, it's, it just, it, just seems like something they wanted to implement uh it was like animal buddies yeah and they ended up deciding against it but then they just left a little bit of work they had already done in there yeah because yeah it's just it's just those two instances and they're like the on guard one is more substantial because you get to like swim around in like a sunken ship or whatever right uh and there's like one i think you have to like jump up through like a thing to get like to get something. I don't remember exactly, but like there's more right. more to do. Um but yeah, that's it. Just two just two instances. Wow.
0: Also, no <laughs> love for espresso. Yeah. Or ki- the the spider whose name we can never remember. If it's like Kicks or and sneaks Legs, legs. legs.
1: <laughs> or whatever.
0: <laughs> this yeah. has come up on multiple podcasts that we can't remember yeah. the name of yeah. the spider. Yeah, Squawks is in the game, but just yeah. as an NPC. Yeah, he just tell you, every time you go to a level, he's like, oh, there's five bananas for you to get here. See you <laughs> later. <laughs> and then sometimes you can, like, play a musical instrument, and he'll just bring a banana to you. Yep. Pretty nice. Good guy. What a nice guy. Yeah. Uh,
1: So there's also Frantic Factory. Yeah. The, the evil toy factory.
0: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Man, I didn't... Get that for so long <laughs> because I'm an idiot and thought that <laughs> I pressed a button that I actually didn't press. So I spent okay. most of my time in the on the bottom level trying okay. to figure out what to do. And once you oh, get
1: like where the big machine is, yeah. yeah.
0: And the, if you go up and through that gate, that's where they have like the enemies that are toys. And, like, the Mm. blocks and stuff that Diddy climbs. And I just didn't see it for, like, half an hour. (laughs) And I was like, why are there, like, some boxes here that just say, like, ABC on them? (laughs) I was like, I don't understand this.
1: Uh, I'm dumb. Yeah, you didn't get to the actual toy part of the toy factory. Yeah. I love that there's, like, the research and development section. (laughs) Yeah. Which is a, a an inter- like a fun inclusion. You
0: get to Tiny Kong once again takes you into a mini game room where you play darts. Yeah. Uh any Kong could have done that. Any <laughs> Kong could have played darts. <laughs> uh, she does have the feather gun, which yeah, is the yes. most dart like, I guess. hmm. I don't know. That's my best guess. Yeah. Um Yeah. I, and
1: I think it's my favorite boss fight in the game, too. But I don't know if we want to talk about bosses yet.
0: Well, we're through all the levels that I've played. So if you That's wanted true. to have some notes on the other levels, we can move uh, the bosses, though.
1: Yeah, i say uh, my second least favorite is Crystal Cave. Uh, I, I, I like that they did a Crystal Cave level, because I know like there were Crystal Cave levels in the 2D games. And, you know, crystals are cool, caves are cool, but it's just kind <laughs> of like a... It just feels kind of phoned in, like they didn't know what to do with it. To me, yeah, Uh, I've never been a big fan of it. Um, But yeah, I really like Fungi Forest. Um, That's the fifth level, and apparently, it's like a recycled concept from Banjo Kazooie. Um, If they in they had Click Clock Woods or TikTok Woods, yeah, TikTok Woods in in the first Banjo Kazooie, and I know um, one of the concepts they came up with for that that they didn't end up going with was uh, a forest where you can change it from day to night and that's what fun guy forest is uh they ended up going with the whole seasons thing right in in banjo kazooie so like, i think that's cool that it like uh it's kind of like a sister level to to tiktok woods it is uh, in fact
0: click clock woods which is shocking oh, to me okay you got it on the first go swish
1: yeah um so yeah that that level's really cool um one of my favorites and then yeah creepy castle is like the final regular level um that isn't the hideout helm yeah uh it it, it's pretty cool it's like a climactic final level it's like you go up a castle um Mm. and yeah i think it's one of like the better designed ones like the bananas feel like they're placed in like a more sensical way where there's like a bunch of yellow ones right at the beginning you get like 50 bananas right away as donkey kong and then it switches to like i think tiny kong next and then lanky kong at the top so uh yeah it just feels like more
0: thoughtfully designed i think yeah because they wanted it to be a level where the each individual character does a thing and Mm -hmm. then you get to the end and there's an actual ending to the level. Like it's more yeah. linear than the other levels. Uh yeah, and the and the boss
1: of that one is one that you can fight it with all the Kongs. Oh nice. So.
0: I I say that I don't I did watch like like a playthrough with the rest of the levels, so Yeah. I did know so, that yeah. but i was, Car- Wow, great.
1: Yeah. Cardboard <laughs> K roll, one of the funniest bosses of all time.
0: Man, one thing this game does not lack in is just not giving a shit about (laughs) its characters being like threatening villains and instead making them the funniest characters ever committed to polygots. Love Mm -hmm. cardboard. K rule love K. Lumsy. These are all amazing things. K. Lumsy. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, <laughs> like cruel K rule? They were like, yeah. "What's another one we could do?" <laughs> I don't know, K Lumsy.
1: Yeah, that that I never got that K rule was just cruel, cruel. But it's also until...
0: cruel like yeah. he's a king.
1: Yeah, I never got that as a kid until I played this. K Lumsy is much more obvious. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: because Lumsy <laughs> is nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I love that they were like I know we had this kind of like double entendre thing going on with K Rule. <laughs> what about K <Kay> Lumsy though? <laughs> Let's just do K Lumsy. Like, alright, that's fine. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm a long time K Lumsy lover. Even as somebody mm-hmm. who never played the game, so I was like, K Lumsy's great. Yeah, K Lumsy Stan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I do want to talk about the bosses because yeah, yeah, yeah. The thought that I had, and I had it specifically while fighting the boss, Mad Jack. uh, Mad Jack. Yeah, and Frantic Factory was, I've played four bosses of this game, and Mm -hmm. I think that the bosses of this game are so dog shit that I never want to (laughs) play any other bosses, and if I could avoid it, never play the bosses that I've already fought again. (laughs) and i feel like i might have been missing some nuance (laughs) in that take yeah
1: i mean they're not good uh (laughs) they're just pretty standard Mm -hmm. or straightforward i think throw the barrel at the like the first two bosses are basically the same thing yeah Uh, like a dodge attacks and then throw a bomb at the (laughs) at them um yeah, I, I think Mad Jack is always one of my favorites just because it's like cool. It, it feels like really epic. Like the, yeah. the the you walk out onto the platforms and they raise up in the air, and he he's like a fucking demon duck, Jack in the Box. <laughs> uh, it can be kind of it can be pretty hard actually, but like I just think it's really cool.
0: Yeah. Uh, so it's definitely like nostalgic for sure. Yeah. Um, I think the thing that I didn't like about Mad Jack was that it was hard. Uh yeah. it is the only time in the game that I abuse save states, uh, because I I was like very close to dying on my like second or third attempt on it, and I was just mm-hmm. like, I'm just gonna do a save state here with two health, and if I can finish this zone, then great. I don't want to redo the whole thing again.
1: Yeah, and I, I never really liked the puffer fish that you do in the galleon. Yeah, yeah. Galleon. Um
0: good design though. Uh, I don't know. I Not yeah. like boss design, but visually. Yeah. Uh, it's just he's a funny looking little guy. <laughs> just a little guy. <laughs> he's just a little guy.
1: Uh, well, it, and luckily for you, though, they repeat bosses after that. Uh, <laughs> Crystal Caves uh, boss is just the, the armadillo again. Mm-hmm. But he's got, like, rockets now. <laughs> and then, yeah, Fungi Forest is the dragonfly again. But mm-hmm. you fight him as Chunky Kong. Um, and you had to give him a big punch in the nose. Um,
0: I did wish that there were more combat applications for big punch. Yeah. So that's like at least a positive design (laughs) choice there.
1: Yeah. Then you have best boss in the game, uh, cardboard, best best boss of all time (laughs) ever created. Uh, and yeah. And then you have K rule himself at the end, which is like a fucking marathon,
0: right? and includes the boxing match which smash brothers is extremely happy that they came up with <laughs> yeah uh yeah and, and like and that honestly like that's the thing that i know the the boss that i know the most about mm-hmm. is k rule because every speed run has to do that whole yeah. ass thing <laughs> uh
1: yeah yeah it's like the it's so hard mhm uh because it requires you to fucking use the jetpack <laughs> Um, you get so you have to use every Kong so you go through the different rounds of the boxing match Um, and the second round is Diddy Kong you had to and it's you have like I think a certain amount of time or like there's something like you can like lose as Diddy Kong or and then like lanky kong is after that and like his part if you ever you have to If you lose you have to do all of it all over again there's no checkpoints yeah so like it's really frustrating to like work through and like have to like learn each new section. And it's like your willingness to keep doing it really jumps off a cliff.
0: Yeah, Cause you're probably not going to get everyone on your first try. So you no. just have to keep repeating them over and over again.
1: It would be a miracle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're not easy sections. Yeah.
0: uh yeah, I think a lot of the stuff, especially bosses in this game, and honestly, you could branch this out into a lot of things. Like, I think that the bosses, the mini games, the fact that the levels are split up the way that they are—these are a lot of things that you can attribute largely to age. Like, mm-hmm. the game itself is not like <laughs> it's. There are parts that are bad design and parts that I think are included specifically to pad out the length of the game because of the error in which it was made. But like I look at the boss fights in this game, especially those first few that are just like very stock standard, like avoid an attack, do an attack when they're vulnerable Uh, Mm -hmm. and I go, that's kind of like what they could do with this engine (laughs) at the time, that's fine. Yeah, That K. Rule fight is so egregiously long. (laughs) (laughs) that that one stands out as being like questionable design to me
1: yeah i mean i feel like it's such a big swing Mm -hmm. uh that i i'm all for it (laughs) even though uh even though i've only actually beaten this game one time Mm -hmm. like if and any other time i get to it i try it like i'm like i'll try this 10 times (laughs) and if i can't beat him i'm just gonna stop and that's that always happens. <laughs> like, it's really hard and very long. Uh-huh. And, yeah. But, yeah, like, it's so memorable, though. It's like, it, yeah, like I said, it's so extra that you kind of have to respect it.
0: Yeah, that they took the swing.
1: Yeah. They took the whisk, and now you have to batter it up. up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a, a great way of putting it, honestly. Yeah, yeah. But uh, on the the other bosses, though, like, I think you're right, though. Like, at the time, like, they're probably better than your average, like, 3D platformer boss. Yeah. But, yeah, but, like, today, they either seem very simple or not or bad.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, like, there were not no good bosses on the Nintendo 64. It's not like it was impossible to make something fun. Mm-hmm. but it it feels like there was so much packed into this game, and as we talked about with it coming out only a year after Banjo-Kazooie, they probably didn't have that much time to really work something out. It does feel like it is, like, there's a technological limitation here. Like, with what they had, they were like, how do we make a boss interesting? And did what they could. Uh, so I do agree with that. Because I said it originally, (laughs) yeah. Oh, I guess I I do want to give out like specific call
1: out. Like, I think my favorite part of the K roll fight is that with Tiny, you had to shrink down and go inside his shoe (laughs) and like shoot his
0: toes. Right. (laughs) Oh, they couldn't get away from toes even with fucking Kitty Kong (laughs) taken out. (laughs) Yeah, and like.
1: Uh, like, um, you do the hideout helm level, um, and you beat it, and it frees Kay Lumsy, mm-hmm. um, and you deactivate the laser and everything, and Kay Rule tries to escape, and Kay Lumsy, like, smashes his, like, escape ship, uh-huh. and, it, and it, like, crashes on the island, and then you have to actually, like, go and jump in it to do the fight. So, and I always thought that was cool, that it, like, alters the game world, like, that now the ship is just there. yeah. So I I think stuff like that's really like impactful and interesting,
0: especially at the time. You didn't see it a lot at the time. Uh you know what you did see a lot at the time though? Uh what? Uh great soundtracks composed by Grant Kirkhope. This is yeah, this dude. soundtrack is a common Grant Kirkhope W, as the kids would say. <laughs> <laughs> it is a big W.
1: Yeah. Uh yeah, it I I think banjo kazooie did this too right where it's like the dynamic soundtrack Mm -hmm. where like the same song will have like a bunch of different versions that it like phases in between yeah like
0: different instruments different like midi sounds that were being used. yeah like
1: underwater it's like the classic marimba but then when you go into like the into like the level like lobbies or whatever where you have to like pay it has like a different version of the song in those rooms uh super cool it's just super
0: fucking cool. I, yeah, it, and
1: the tracks just slap. Yeah, like, and they're, they're just good ca- songs. Just very catchy. Like, I think Grant Kirkhope is, like, a master of that, like, era of, like, music.
0: Yeah. He he has, like, an absolutely... And, like, obviously, uh, Greg Wise, the other frequent... David Wise. Com- David Wise, sorry. Uh, the other frequent composer for Rare also sort of, like, worked within the same limitations that Grant Kirkhope does. But, like, Mm -hmm. you can, like, Grant Kirkhope is a video game composer who has, like, a distinctive style, like, Mm -hmm. in the way that a famous musician does that you don't see that often. Like, sure, you could be like, oh, yeah, Koji Kondo has, like, a lot of classics under his belt. But... It's pretty rare, I think, that you could listen to a song that he composed and know immediately that it was him. Like, the thing that he did well was that he made good music that fit into a lot of places. Like, he knew how to make Mm -hmm. a song that worked in the, like, setting that it was in. And Greg Mm -hmm. Kirkhope's like, I'm going to make music that is just that's going to use animal MIDI keyboard sounds <laughs> as percussion. And uh, you're going to be like, this is a great song composed out of stupid <laughs> parts, and it's going to slap. And it's like weird how instantly recognizable it is.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I, I think that uh, Koji Khan is actually the perfect person to compare him to. Because I think he he does kind of have a lot of the same strengths, as a Koji Kondo, like, he's really good at that, like, working within those old limitations where you had to, like, rely on the strong melodies and stuff. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, yeah, he just has, he injects a lot more personality into it, like you were saying. Uh, like, it's very identifiable that it's him. Right. Um. Yeah, and then, like, I think uh, David Wise, I think, also, like, he had more, like, uh, like atmospheric songs that he did, like, uh, you know, Aquatic Ambience and sticker brush symphony etc and yeah. I, I think that also bleeds into grant Kirkhope. like i think because they he was kind of like like passing the baton on to him and i think that kind of gives that like uh that flavor kind of rubs off a little bit
0: for sure like yeah it, it, it especially given that they've worked so closely together it, yeah you do see that sort of bleeding that blending. like
1: yeah, like, I think they could, and they may have actually done this, I'm not sure, but I think they could both work on a game soundtrack together and, like, blend their styles,
0: I think, pretty naturally. I would be shocked if they didn't have, I mean, probably even, like, just in, like, this game. Like, I don't know, because I didn't look at the credits, because I couldn't mm-hmm. beat K. uh, <laughs> or half the rest of the game, uh... But yeah, like very easily, I think they probably could have worked together on something that we even know and have heard and just probably weren't aware of it because they would blend so well.
1: (laughs) One thing that I was just thinking um, that I forgot to mention, we were talking about bosses uh, are fucking trough and scoff. (laughs) Oh, yeah. <laughs> there's, like, these rooms you go into. There's these portals that take you to the boss, like, door. And there's uh, a pig and a hippo. Correct, yeah. And you have to, like, feed the hippo a bunch of bananas to make him fatter than the pig. So he can push down his button and raise the pig up to the key so he can turn it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you, have to un- you unlock the boss door with the bananas. And uh, I just always thought the boss room... Uh, like the trophy is just funny yeah first of all like it's a memorable thing but then like it then like flips though like once you open the door I think like the music and then when the door is open there's just like this wind <laughs> and like this like ominous like song and then when you go through the door there's that laugh uh-huh. like and it's like really like imposing and ominous <laughs>
0: so. it really is like it it does like convey a tone that the rest of the game just Usually doesn't have. And it's very, mm-hmm. I don't know, it's surprising. Also, Troff, I think, one of them uh, just definitely them... has nipple rings.
1: Yeah, I, yeah, I think Troff is the pig and Scoff is the hippo.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah. So maybe it to... was Scoff then.
1: Yeah, yeah, but one of them has nipple rings. So.
0: Yeah, it's kind of a. <laughs> just kind of there. And, like, that's fine, it's whatever. It's just like. Man, you're working with, like, how much processing power, and you've (laughs) chosen to model nipple rings onto this cartoon hippopotamus. Mm Mm-hmm. That's a choice. I mean, they
1: made the right decision.
0: Yeah, so obviously that was the correct decision. (laughs) They could have... The K. Rule fight was actually going to be one more phase, but they had to cut it (laughs) off so they could fit the nipple rings in. (laughs)
1: Uh, Do do you remember, or were you ever aware of the old... uh, youtube show called death battle where they would like put fictional characters like make them fight each other oh so it was like a
0: uh, uh, celebrity death match but kind of not
1: uh i always just thought it would be funny to have trough and Scuff scoff. versus uh bebop and rocksteady
0: <laughs> that would be good those are some classic animal companions right there yeah uh trough and scoff they never came back to anything, not that I'm aware of. Such as
1: this pig, it's Such- a character <laughs> that you once remembered as a character.
0: Oh man, fucking Trough is the <laughs> the the checkpoint pig from <laughs> that's Die a, that's Country a, Returns.
1: Yeah, that's just a game theory. Thanks for watching. Thanks for watching.
0: We're gonna reference every YouTube channel right now.
1: Yeah, all the old ones to show our age.
0: Yeah. Uh. I do want to say, uh, you probably have more notes. Uh, I don't know. We've covered a lot of stuff. We've covered some ground. hmm But, and what I mean to say there is, of course, we've had fun here
1: today. Uh-huh.
0: But I've got, I have to talk to you about a very serious topic that I have struggled with, uh, over the last... Five days. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh... Let's talk about... Re-release this fucking game. Put Mm. this game somewhere that anyone can play it. Uh, Because I tried really hard to Mm -hmm. play this game on the N64. Uh, Harder, I think, that I have attempted to get (laughs) any game to work, to function. Because the only legitimate ways to play this game are on the N64 and on the Wii U Virtual Console. Which, notably... You cannot access anymore. Right. I thought you were saluting there. Oh, no. Just scratching <laughs> that my That would be funny. <laughs> uh, yeah. It, this game is, is, like, in, I assume, a copyright hell issue mm. because it is, like, a Rareware game who got bought by Microsoft and then Donkey Kong is still a Nintendo property. Because, mm-hmm. uh, like, they did that re-release the rare rewind that had a bunch yeah. of different rare games this is not included on it uh yeah nintendo isn't re-releasing it it's not on the switch n64 emulator thing mm-hmm. uh and it isn't like uh, th- but the other donkey kong country games are like the oh. ones on the snes are on that uh i i it, it was it's this is a game that every single human being (laughs) on the planet knows about Mm. and i will not hear an argument otherwise
1: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) i i think that nintendo doesn't like this game
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah well fuck them they made star fox zero (laughs)
1: Like I, I, I compare it to like Disney, like when they have a movie that doesn't perform as well as they want it to, they just don't represent it in the parks, or like ever acknowledge its existence ever again. Yeah, uh, like something like Hercules, like you never see Hercules walking around Disney World. Um,
0: hey, oh, you do see him in all
1: three Kingdom Heart games, though. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm surprised it's even on the Wii U Virtual Console. Like, I, it I feels like. Yeah, and I don't know if it's tied up legally. It probably is. Uh, I, I I would guess that they just own the rights to it because it's Donkey Kong, but I have yeah. no idea. But uh, yeah, no, I would love to see like them like remake the game or like re- yeah at least like re-release it or um, like I'd like to see a sequel to it. Like I'd really like to see these characters again. Like I I really feel like. It, the concept of a 3D Donkey Kong game should ge- deserves another shot.
0: Yeah. I mean, I agree with that. And I think that's probably definitely a Final Thoughts kind of territory here. It's yeah, just like, yeah, yeah. to me, I, I feel like everyone knows about this game. And like I said, like my impression of the game was colored by the reputation that the game had. Because mm-hmm. I hear people talk about it. All the time. I say all the time. I mean, like, once every, like, year, maybe. (laughs) People bring up Donkey Kong 64. So you have to imagine that there are lots of games out there. And by have to imagine, I mean, we have experienced this personally that are also impossible to find and play. Mm -hmm. Like, this is like... But the difference to me, because this is a thing that does happen to other media. Like, some movies are just like, you can't watch them. Unless you, like, really dig or like, drive to a fucking library somewhere mm-hmm. uh, because there's, like, eight prints or some shit. But, like, this is Donkey Kong 64. This is like if the movie, ti- if James Cameron's Titanic <laughs> was impossible to watch. Like, it's they almost, never put yeah. it on DVD.
1: It's like <laughs> if the original versions of Star Wars weren't uh, available to watch.
0: It is actually <laughs> like that, which makes this even somehow reasonable within the world. I, it just... I don't know. I feel like it's the kind of thing where it's like, we really need... Like, we have emulation, which is how mm-hmm. I played it. There needs to be some kind of ruling on this to at least make the emulated version, like, good and yeah. allowed. <laughs>
1: yeah i used to feel like uh like the talk arounds game preservation or like and like people would like criticize nintendo about the virtual console yeah uh, all the time i remember thinking people like used to like make too big of a deal about it but like we've gotten to the point now where it's like an unavoidable problem yeah i think especially like nintendo's got so many classic games that like i feel like they do need to come up with a solution like that how like people are going to be able to like play all their games yeah um as they like just stop working you know
0: and also like hardware things that are tied up that is unique to games though like i'll hand it that
1: and they've got like so many consoles like you know like they've done all they can with like the pokemon games right yeah but like though they were the most recent like versions they released of like red and blue and gold and silver were on the 3ds (laughs) which means like you know like if your 3ds breaks you're shit out of luck because the you know the store isn't up anymore so they're gonna have to re-release those someday again (laughs) you know (laughs) and people won't uh, be happy about it because the car the original carts are all dying you know it's rare to have one that the battery still
0: works and like you can replace it but like how many people like have the expertise to even know that that's what the problem is. Right. So yeah, it's definitely a
1: bridge that's going to need to be crossed. I think.
0: Yeah. Doggy Young 64 notably is a game that is available on a platform where the store that sells it no longer <laughs> exists mm-hmm. and on a console that requires a peripheral that isn't that common <laughs> to play.
1: Yeah, I don't know if I've ever seen an N64 that didn't have the RAM pack in
0: it. Uh, my new one doesn't, but also mm. I was I was able to use the one from the N64 I was using. So yeah. th- thankfully it would have worked if... <laughs> yeah, I the- got... Yeah.
1: Yeah, it was like Donkey Kong 64 and then like Rogue Squadron and... Um, I want to say Perfect Pod Dark. Racer.
0: Oh yeah, was it that? Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think those are the only games I can remember. Those were all common enough, I guess. So, like a lot of people, I feel like do have the RAM adapter.
0: Yeah, like I definitely have it, but don't know why or where I got it.
1: Yeah. Anyway.
0: Anyway, that's that is that's a problem, just though. my thing. Yeah, you
1: <laughs> need it to play this game.
0: Yeah, we gotta normalize something somewhere along the line so that, like, if somebody wants to go back to play fucking Donkey Kong sixty four. Or any other game from the N64 era that they aren't, like, barred from doing so. Because it's just kind of ridiculous. Yeah. Do we have... Wait, hold on. What if I just said... Oh, final thoughts.
1: (laughs) That's bad. I don't like that one. F- fungi thoughts. Oh, do we
0: have fungi thoughts? That's more of like a Mario thing.
1: Yeah, but like there's fungi forest. That was the first thing that came to my mind.
0: Yeah, that is that is the F level of this game. Yeah. Do you have... respect
1: the commitment to all the
0: levels being alliterative. That is big, yeah. Yeah. It increases my enjoyment <laughs> slightly. Um... Do we have funky thoughts? Uh,
1: okay. My funky thoughts are, uh, yeah, this, as I said, uh, earlier, a childhood favorite. Um, it's a game, yeah, I probably would have considered, like, a top 10 <laughs> all time for me until I was, like, the age of, like, 17. <laughs> um, but, uh,. Yeah, like, I, I know I, I I, replayed it when it came to the Wii U, um, probably in, like, 2015 or 16-ish. And, like, the flaws are do do stand out very glaringly, <laughs> uh, <laughs> coming back to it with fresh eyes. Uh, and, uh, yeah, but it's, like, one of those things that's, like, so nostalgic to me that it's, like, easy for me to look past them all. But, like, they are all very real. Um, the game is a lot of backtracking the game is a lot of switching and like segmenting and like having to like stop and start. Um, like I was capturing footage. I captured the angry Aztec level and that one, especially like getting the two new Kongs. Like it really feels like almost an hour, you know, like, like 45 minutes of like running around and getting stuff before you feel like, okay, now I can play the level. Uh, and uh you know, that's that's pretty rough to go back to. So, like, there's a lot of things that contribute to it. And, like, I, I honestly think, yeah, like, I think this is something you were kind of saying earlier that, like, it isn't even the amount of collectibles, you know? It's, like, the having to go back and switch and stop and start all the time is the thing that, like, really brings it down. Um, but, yeah, like, I think this game, though, like, really shines in all the, like, classic rareware ways though i think it's got a lot of personality uh it's got a lot of charm uh it's got yeah like, like all these little je cut scenes oh, je, je <laughs> it's got all those little <laughs> cutscenes that you called out as well of like k Rule and the minions you know just kind of like being doofy mm-hmm. and all the little animations in the tag barrels and stuff um so yeah, it, it really goes all out and really did make like a big grand adventure for the time. Uh so yeah, I have like I just cursed to have eternal like mixed feelings about it cuz like <laughs> I, I remember how awesome it seemed at the time and I'm able to see how poorly it's aged as well. So it's like a weird swirl <laughs> for me. Um and yeah, I guess I'll leave it at that. Childhood favorite. Uh still enjoy going back to it personally.
0: Yeah, uh, like I said in the beginning, because I felt like in order to get like an actual conversation, holding that this information till the end seemed incorrect, <laughs> which is, I did actually like a lot of this game uh, a lot more than I thought that I would. Like, I, I did go in assuming that I would think that the game was hot shit, uh, served to me on a cold plate. And it actually is a good game that is hindered by Potentially by overambition like it feels like there is so much in this game uh, and so many things that they tried to do and it works most of the time. It's really shocking how well like the platforming I think still holds up. I think that the the way that they managed to fit four different special moves onto the N64 controller while still maintaining camera control and camera that is better than the one that's in <laughs> Mario 64, uh, debatably, <laughs> maybe only by a little, but, mm-hmm. uh, it, it is honestly impressive to me. I think that there's a lot of, of things that work in here, but I think that there's just the inherent conceit of the game, like the base thing that it does is problematic because of the way it's designed and it, it hampers so many elements of the game that it's really hard to go back to and be like, I'm loving it. Like, <laughs> cause there are going to be moments where you ain't loving it, where you're really hating it. And that doesn't, I don't know. It doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good for me to come in and say that I didn't enjoy my experience with the game. Uh, but It felt like a big missed opportunity in that respect. I can't imagine at the time getting really into the game. Like, both being young and inexperienced with these things, and just, like, its contemporaries really were not that much better. Like, I like Banjo-Kazooie, and I think that the biggest difference is that in Banjo-Kazooie, when you see a four-second cutscene of the next ability opening up, or the next room, or just something appearing on the map. You don't have to, like, go get a pen and paper and write it down, because you can only get there with one Kong, so you gotta go change this and that, and keep a bunch of things in your head at once to know where anything is. Uh, So, yeah. I think it's actually a pretty good game that is just held back by... Uh, A very front and center design decision. Thank you for listening to No Clip This Week. What are we
1: talking about next time?
0: That's not a very scary laugh. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Next time. (laughs) It's like Winnie the Pooh or something. (laughs) Yeah, but like a ghost Winnie the Pooh. Uh, That was Wrinkly Kong. Ghostly the Pooh? It's Ghostly the Pooh uh, coming. Ghostly the Boo uh, coming to see. <laughs> we got there. It's like four tries, but here we are. Uh, <laughs> we're go- entering the spooky month of Halloween Tober, uh, as we've themed it, as always. Uh, and we're going to be talking about Dead Space. Uh, editor's question. Mm-hmm. We're talking about the remake,
1: right? Uh, That was the version I was going to play,
0: All right. Remake. Next time. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Do we know how to say anything about that? Uh, The momentum died there. I apologize.
1: I've never played it. um, And I know at the time, a lot of the games of uh, that console generation didn't really appeal to me. But Mm -hmm. Dead Space was always intriguing. So... Uh, I'm glad I'm finally going to
0: get to play it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I played Dead Space I when I was to it. A,
0: a kid when it was on the 360, and I remember not liking it. But it is mm. a game that has received an infinite amount of praise. Uh, so I'm excited to, to try the remake and wonder if maybe I was literally just too dumb and a child <laughs> to enjoy the game. So, uh, hell yeah, let's get on it next time. Fuck uh, yeah. fuck yeah! Until it's <laughs> hot, fuck it's Halloween. Uh, until that time, you can get a hold of us. All of our contact information is on our website at noclippodcast dot com or on splattershot dot pro. There you can find links to our email address, our uh Twitter account, our YouTube channel, and you can listen to all of our old episodes, including ones that we did on Super Mario sixty four on. The Legend of Zelda: Majora's Mask, which, as I found out, uh, twenty seconds ago, is one of the four games that requires the expansion yeah. pack. Uh, uh,
1: Psychonauts.
0: Yeah, that's a plat. We've done yeah. actually a lot of platformers. All yeah. right, one. Time. Yeah, our 99th <laughs> episode was on a Hat in Time. Uh, lots of good shit uh, kicking around in the old archives. So, go listen to them. And ask the ghost of Wrinkly Kong <laughs> how to smash that like button.
1: Pull out your peanut pop guns and shoot that
0: bell. Use your grape grape blow gun, your grape guzzlin go gun, uh, to write a comment in the sand. <laughs>
1: good
0: luck on the podcast make a make a reference i've i've referenced you on the podcast before really yeah there (laughs) i referenced how you said that we suck ass (laughs) you were like at one point you were like i wish that you guys would like argue more <laughs> it's like, Fuck you, that shit sucks like, you know like, get into it. yeah, well, that's what I said. I was like, he always wants us to be arguing all the time, and yeah, and like get get rowdy with it. Get
1: primal.